Flash Brief, Echo Echo Whiskey. Welcome to our End Endless Wars Flash Brief. We'll be brief. Today's End Endless War Brief is in honor of Sergeant First Class Gregory A. Rodriguez of the United States Army. Sergeant Rodriguez died on September 2nd, 2008. He was a military policeman and working as a dog handler when his unit was ambushed near Anacalay and it was there where he succumbed to his wounds. He had been a soldier for 18 years. His canine, Jocko, survived. I'm Ray Hoskins. And I'm John Burns, and this is Echo Echo Whiskey. You know, Ray, I was in Afghanistan when Sergeant Rodriguez was killed. I mean, the, the day he was killed, the day he died, I was in Italy on R&R uh, &R getting engaged. But that was, that was 12 years ago, and it was just about seven years when that happened since I had responded to the September 11th attacks in New York City. And if you asked me back in 2008, if I thought that U.S. forces would still be in Afghanistan 12 years later, wow. Me either, John. That is a ridiculously long time. I got to agree with you 100%. Yeah, you know, when, when I was in Afghanistan that year, it was part of what we call an embedded training team, a mentoring team. And our mission was to, to work with various units of the Afghan National Army and the Afghan National Police so that they could secure their own country. Again, 12 years ago. Uh, so 12 years ago, obviously you weren't very good at your job because we're still there, right? I don't know, Ray. Maybe I wasn't. I don't know <laughs> what to say. I will tell you that, that when I was there, I was working with some of the best soldiers that I've ever worked with. Uh, so I, I know that they were good at their job. And there have been thousands of soldiers assigned to that mission over the last almost two decades. Uh, Marines, sailors, uh, airmen, you know, special operations folks, men, women, allied militaries that we usually consider pretty good, like the British and the Canadians. You know, I don't, I, I don't deny or doubt in any way, shape, or form that those are quality people that were doing their absolute best to, to train these Afghans to, to defend themselves. Matter of fact, we have spent thousands, millions, billions, matter of fact, we're creeping up on trillions of dollars here training these Afghans to, to defend and take care of themselves. So why aren't they doing it? Well, maybe it's because we're still doing it for them, right? I mean, it's always easy to outsource somebody dying for your country if you can do it. Uh, maybe it's because that idea of primacy that we were talking about yesterday means that we're too busy in Afghanistan trying to make it look like a Western democracy, and we're missing the cultural, political, and ethnic reality on the ground there. I think that's one of the things that I kind of uh, talked about yesterday, where some countries, their culture just doesn't understand what democracy is they don't they've never even thought of the idea of freedom and so how would realism and restraint how would this policy differ if we had been practicing it back when we went into afghanistan in the first place would the taliban still be there uh, or, or would we have just let afghanistan fall apart well, I think if we were using a realist and restraint approach from the beginning, U.S. forces still would have responded to the September 11th attacks by targeting both al-Qaeda and most likely the Taliban government. However, we would have structured a withdrawal plan and we would never have committed to a two-decade combat mission, right? We would have, using realism and restraint, if we were using it all along, even with what's going on with the Taliban, we would have begun withdrawing much, much earlier than we have. That sounds all well and good, John, but... What do we say to those who say that leaving Afghanistan right now will allow the Taliban to return to power, encourage more, more uh, terrorism, 
and, and possibly even threaten American security once again? Well, the first thing I'd say is that I don't really think we're fighting for American security there anymore. The current Afghan government that we're supposedly working with is corrupt and ineffective. We have actually worked out a reasonably workable accommodation with the Taliban recently. Uh, and they, their military forces have been working with our forces in order to check ISIS in Afghanistan. I would say, to, does anyone really think that, that the Taliban, if they were to claw their way past the current government and come back to national power, would they want to do things that would encourage a repeat of October 7th, 2001 thereafter? You know, I've, I've talked to political leaders who say, well, we can never cut a deal that allows the Taliban back to power after what happened in, in 2001. But, but for me, that's just unrealistic. I mean, that's their country. It's a totally different generation of Taliban. And, you know, would I, would I ask a Taliban leader, a mullah, to come to dinner at my house? Of course not. But at the same time, I, I have nieces and a nephew who are, who are approaching military age. And I don't want them to go there and fight. I don't want them to die. And I certainly don't want them to, to fight and die so that we can keep a uh, corrupt theocratic government from replacing a corrupt kleptocratic government, which is what we have there now. All right. So essentially, realism in this case means replacing primacy and accepting that Afghanistan will probably never look like America or Europe. Restraint means accepting that that's their business and not worth any more American lives. So we should withdraw as soon as, pra as is practical and focus our military on true existential threats. Is that about right, John? That's exactly right, Ray. And we'll be talking more about existential threats in the future in other briefs. Uh, but right now for a deeper dive into realism and restraint and grad strategy, I wanna recommend that folks check out our friend's top priority podcast on foreign policy. That's top priority on foreign policy. And we'll have a link in the, echo, in the episode description here on Echo Echo Whiskey in our Anchor FM uh, descriptor. And we'll also have it listed on the CVA Facebook page today. John, I have listened to that podcast several times, and I have to say that one is fantastic. Hey, folks, look for tomorrow's briefing. And, uh, and, and listen, thanks for listening to Echo Echo, Whis Echo Echo Whiskey to help end our endless wars. I'm Ray Hoskins. Out. Yeah, Ray, let's try to get our call sign right, okay? Echo, Echo Whiskey. John, out. <laughs> Have a good day, everyone.